Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Mr. Classic Wrestling Podcast. And today, I'm going to give my review of AEW's Dynamite. Starting off the evening, we go to our first match of the night. It is the Tag Team Battle Royal. The winner of this matchup will move on to Revolution to get a spot in the Triple Threat Tag Team matchup at Revolution. Number one, I thought this was a really good opening matchup for Dynamite. Back and forth matchup with all the teams involved in this matchup. The one thing that I kind of thought that was kind of wild that Kyle O'Reilly ends up eliminating Matt Jackson from the Young Bucks, which causes the Red Dragons to ultimately get the win in this matchup. After the match was over, there looked like there was a little confusion between the Young Bucks and the Red Dragons. Adam Page is here. Adam Page ends up attacking the Red Dragons. Adam Cole was here, but Page ends up attacking Adam Cole. And then Adam Page cuts a crazy promo on Adam Cole, which was absolutely fantastic, man. I'm very much looking forward to the matchup between Adam Page and Adam Cole at Revolution. As far as the tag team matchup, the tag team battle royal, it was a really good matchup. Hats off to the Red Dragon and Kyle O'Reilly for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we have an MJF segment. Um, I thought this segment was absolutely insane. I mean, MJ, MJF talks about being a fan of CM Punk. Uh, MJF talks about his love for professional wrestling due to CM Punk. He was a humongous fan of CM Punk. He also goes forward and talks about his life growing up uh, when he was in school and everything else like that, being bullied, stuff like that. A lot of stuff that a lot of people obviously didn't know about MJF. Um, you know, obviously, you know, with what he was saying, it seemed like at first MJF was trying to turn into a babyface, which kind of shocked me because this was a whole different side of MJF that we have never seen before at all. I mean, MJF has always been a heel in professional wrestling. So seeing this other side of MJF was definitely a complete 360 for me. Uh, CM Punk then comes down to the ring. He's asking MJF, is this true with what he's saying about him being bullied and everything else um, and how he feels about you know professional wrestling and CM Punk. Punk keep reiterates and, you know, and asking him, is this true, Max? Is this true? Max just you know drops the microphone, leaves the ring, and that's it. Um, I think this promo that MJF had was absolutely incredible. Um, I think MJF is one of those wrestlers that if you, if you give the guy a microphone, you know, Godspeed. I mean, the, the the promo that he cut last night, man, was, like I said, a complete 360. It, it was a part of MJF that no one's ever seen before. I mean, it seems like since MJF got into AEW, nothing phased this guy at all. I mean, he was one of the best heels, if not the best heel in the business hands down. So to see this other side of MJF, my first initial thought was, man, is this guy really going to turn babyface right now in front of this audience? Because the stuff that he was talking about and how he was growing up, how he was being bullied and wanting to make friends and stuff like that. Now, again, it could be an entire work, but maybe it might not be. This might be the actual truth of MJF and how he grew up and what he had to go through to get to where he's at right now. So, I mean, it, it definitely was a whole different side of MJF to a point where the entire crowd at that arena last night was completely cheering for MJF. And I think it shocked everybody, to be honest with you. It was one crazy promo from MJF, man. Uh, moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is Malachi Black and Brody King versus Pac and Penta Oscuro. Uh, obviously, Penta's new gimmick. Um, great matchup. Number one, back and forth matchup between both teams with the House of Black keeping the pace of the match. Uh, Malachi Black did try to split, uh, spray Black Mist into Penta's face. Obviously, Penta knew it was coming. He ended up blocking 
Malachi Black from spraying the mist into his face. Penta ends up hitting a roll-up, pins for the three, and your winners of the match are Pac and Penta Oscuro. After the match, though, Malachi was going to attack Penta, and then the lights go out. Can't see anything. Lights come back on. It is none other than Buddy Matthews. That is correct. Buddy Matthews makes his AEW debut. Buddy Matthews ends up going on an attack on Penta, and it looks like we got our third member in the House of Black stable. Now, now we have Malachi Black, Brody King, and Buddy Matthews, man. I think this is absolutely fantastic. And honestly, you know, kudos to Malachi Black for really, A, creating the stable and really putting the time and energy and effort to giving the fans what they want. There's obviously a lot of history between Buddy Matthews and Malachi Black, stemming from their WWE days. They put on phenomenal matchups and matches for the fans over in WWE. So to have Buddy Matthews come over, join the likes of Malachi Black and uh, Brody King into the House of Black is just absolutely insane, man. There's going to be a lot of good matches in the foreseeable future for Buddy Matthews, and I cannot wait to see what happens next with the House of Black. They're doing an absolutely fantastic job. So all in all, hats off to Pac and Penta for getting the win in that matchup. Moving on from that, we go into an Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho face-to-face pretty much. Uh, Eddie pretty much mocks Chris Jericho. Eddie says that AEW is a wrestling company and not sports entertainment, kind of a small little jab towards WWE. Eddie and Jericho then mock WWE together. Jericho says that Eddie is a jobber. Uh, Jericho then goes forward and says Eddie is jealous and that he will never be you know, a main, main event caliber talent. Jericho talks about his past in professional wrestling. Uh, moving forward, though, Eddie talks about that he – he wants to see the old Chris Jericho, the Jericho from early WWE days, obviously his time in WCW, New Japan. And it looks like we have a match. It looks like it's going to be Eddie Kingston versus Chris Jericho at Revolution. And I honestly cannot wait to see this matchup, man. And Eddie Kingston, he's another guy. If you give Eddie Kingston a microphone, man, it's just absolutely genius work with what that man does on the mic. It's absolutely fantastic. So I'm definitely looking forward to this match at Revolution between Eddie Kingston and and Chris Jericho. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is Dark Orders number 10 versus Ricky Starks, Ricky Starks in a face of the revolution qualifying match. I thought this was a relatively good matchup too. Uh, back and forth matchup between both Dark Orders number 10 and Ricky Starks with Dark Order number 10 keeping the pace of the match. But Ricky Starks ends up hitting his signature spear on Dark Orders number 10, pinning him for the three and your winner of the match and moving on in the face of the Revolution ladder match is Ricky Starks. Hats off to Ricky Starks for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is Jay Cargill defending her TBS championship against the Bunny. I thought it was a decent matchup. Back and forth matchup between both Jay Cargill and the Bunny with Jade keeping the pace of the match. Then Jade ultimately hits the finish on the Bunny, pins her for the three, and your winner of the match and still TBS champion is Jade Cargill. After the match, though, Tony Schiavone is trying to interview Jay Cargill. She grabs the mic. Jay pretty much asks everybody, you know, who's next to step up the challenger for the TBS championship. And we got a challenger, ladies and gentlemen. We got Ty Conti coming down to the ring to challenge Jay Cargill. A fight breaks out. Bunny gets involved. And Jay ends up pretty much destroying Ty Conti in the middle of the ring. So it does look like we might see a match at Revolution between Jay Cargill and Ty Conti. But hats off to Jay Cargill for getting the win in that matchup against the Bunny and retaining the TBS championship. 
Moving on from that, we have an announcement about Double or Nothing. Double or Nothing is going to take place May 29th in Las Vegas, man. Very excited to see that. Cannot wait to see how that card is going to stack up. And uh, Double or Nothing is always a really, really good show, man. So I'm definitely looking forward to it. But moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is the main event of AEW's Dynamite. It is Brian Danielson versus Daniel Garcia. I thought this was a relatively good matchup. Back and forth matchup between both Daniel Garcia and Brian Danielson, with Danielson keeping the pace of the match. Danielson ultimately applies a submission on Danny Garcia, and your winner of the match by submission is Brian Danielson. After the match, though, 2.0 comes down to the ring. They attack Brian Danielson. John Moxley's music hits. He comes down to the ring. John quickly attacks 2.0. John Moxley ends up putting, uh, hitting a paradigm shift on Danny Garcia, and then. Brian Danielson finally is trying to look for an answer between, you know, what John Moxley is going to do. It looks like we're going to get John Moxley versus Brian Danielson at Revolution, man. I can't wait to see that matchup. Revolution, for what it's worth, looks like it's going to be a stacked pay-per-view. Probably one of the best pay-per-views we've seen in a very, very long time. A couple of things I want to say about Dynamite, though, before I get out of here. Number one, Dynamite was a really good show for an abundance of reasons. Number one. A lot of people say that they don't continue storylines. One of the best storylines right now in AEW is MJF and CM Punk. I mean, the promo that MJF cut last night, man, I think it shocked the entire wrestling world, to be honest with you, because it was a complete 360 of what we normally see from MJF. I mean, MJF is a heel. And last night, I feel like he was trying to do his best to tell a story and possibly be a babyface. And a lot of people gravitated towards his story, myself included. And to be honest with you, it, you know, it got the fans behind MJF to a point where it almost confused CM Punk when he came to the came down to the ring and asked, you know, MJF, hey, man, is this true? And MJF gave him no response. So this story between CM Punk and MJF is just slowly, slowly heating up, leading up into revolution in that dog, uh, dog collar match, which is going to be absolutely insane. Uh, obviously Chris Jericho and Eddie Kingston having a face-to-face. Anytime you give Eddie Kingston a mic, man, it's just watching a genius at work. He knows exactly how to work the crowd. He knows how his mic skills are phenomenal, and he could sell a match to anybody. He really can. And, you know, Eddie Kingston wants to bet, you know, the best Chris Jericho, the Jericho that we've all seen from his early WWE days, uh, WCW, his time in uh, New Japan. And Chris Jericho was happy to, uh, you know, to give him that Jericho at Revolution. And I can't wait to see it, man. I think it's going to be an awesome match. John Moxley versus Brian Danielson at Revolution, man, is going to be a barn burner kind of match. Uh, Brian Danielson, probably one of the best wrestlers, if not the best wrestler in the world right now. Uh, John Moxley's been on one hell of a tear since he's been with AEW. Uh, it's going to be a fantastic match, man. I think Revolution, the way it's stacking up, is going to be an absolutely insane card. And I'm very much looking forward to watching it. But. This is my review of AEW's Dynamite. I hope you guys are out there staying safe. Be careful and remember, stay classic. Peace.